Listen up, candy lickers. We know you love wrestling from the 80s, 90s, and 2000s. You remember when you would scrounge up that $49.99 and get the pay-per-view or beg your parents to order that month's big event? You had to see Hogan and Macho, and you had to see Flair and Vader. You had to see Buff Bagwell, but you still ordered it. Well, now you can relive all the fun times from that era with Save by the Pod. Save by the Pod is the premier podcast surrounded in wrestling and pop culture. From the police's sting to WCW's sting, the mega powers to Mega Man, and Star Wars to Starcade. Saved by the Pod takes you back to all the television, music, movies, and random pop culture happenings of your wrestling fandom from the past 40 years. Saved by the Pod is also giving away cash. That's right. Cold, hard cash every month. Plus, listen to find out how you can win two tickets to AEW's All Out in September. Tickets and cash. No other podcast is doing that. Join host Polly B along with Timmy C for a fun and random pop culture trip down memory lane and everyone's favorite, including mine, Efren, for an alternative look at pay-per-views from the past. It's time to relive your youth. It's time to relive your love of old school wrestling. It's time to be saved by the pod. Find them on Twitter at SavedBTPod or online at SaveByThePod.com. Available anywhere you listen to Casio's Cut, so be sure you download it today and tell them Casio sent you. Hey, this is Jimbo, Casio's co-host on Rocket 95.1. Uh, there was a time in New Orleans. I was a youngster. My first radio job, living in my first apartment away from home, and that's when I met the lady upstairs who had a girlfriend and um well i mean if you want to hear what happened go to episode 13 it got kind of interesting i'll just tell you that right now what's up candy lickers pleased to meet you nice to know me what you doing you listening to another edition of casio's cut Oh yeah, we got a fun one today. We got the blue guy, Brian Heffron. Of course, you know him as the blue meanie from ECW and WWE. But before we have a good time, let me get my housekeeping out of the way before I bring the big guy in here. Be sure you bookmark CassiosCuts.com. Check it out today if you have not. And if you have, be sure to go back today because we unveiled a lot. We've got the new Candy Liquor Golf Shirts. Because we know it's golfing season out there. We've also got all the new hats. I mean, we've got tons of hats. All the logos are out there on different styles. We've got the trucker hat. We've got the flat bill hats as well. So we've got it all there. And we're adding more. We even got Casio's Cut face mask you can order as well. We're trying to take care of you over at CasiosCuts.com with an S. Be sure you follow us on social media, Casio's Cut. 
C-A-S-I-O-S-C-U-T, at Casio's Cut on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, all the same. You can follow my personal account, at the Casio Kid. Plus, we've got the YouTube channel. I tell you, we've got awesome videos up. We've got the video, uh, live video of me and Corey Forster. We've got the Cinco de Mayo special. That was an absolute blast to record with my buddy Dave Silva. But it was amplified if you watch the video on YouTube. So make sure you go over there and subscribe. Please subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Easy for me to say. And then like and comment. Let us know what you liked about it. And uh, we look forward to growing the YouTube daily. My guest today is a wrestler. He's an ECW original, member of the BWO and the Job Squad and WWE as well. He's got his new podcast, Mind of the Meanie. Let's bring him in. All right. Let me see. Looks like levels are good. Cool. I I even went hardwired for you you here. You did. It sounds fantastic. I I finally figured out how to do my audio. So I was going to do a podcast years ago, and I got sidetracked, and I bought like a couple mics and a Zoom Zoom recorder. Oh, yeah. The Zoom's the best. And I started doing like the podcast with uh, Josh, and I hated my sound because it sounded like I was calling into my own fucking podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I I was listening to the last one, and I was like, he sounds, it sounds like Josh is in studio, and you weren't. Yeah. So I was like, fuck, I got this fucking Zoom recorder, like right over here. Let me see if I, I hooked it up, and we did a test, and it sounded perfect. So, so you go from the Zoom into your computer? Zoom into computer, and I got my mic. Oh, that's and, strong uh, move. I didn't even think about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. You could do uh, USB from the Zoom into the yeah uh, a laptop, and then you just fix the settings. You know, for the MR, I got the MR four or SR four or something like that. I don't know. I got a little uh, ninety dollar mixing board, but and then the the funny part is, I bought it when I had the Zoom. I didn't even think about it going straight through the Zoom. Well, there's now there's they they got that thing called the Roadcaster that looks amazing. Um, it's like a mini board you could do all your podcasting on. And it comes with like a bunch of buttons where you can preload your own sound effects, like uh, the Howard Jeez. Stern show. Nice. It's like five hundred bucks. Like I'm like, man, I kind of want one. You need that. <laughs> you need that first podcast sponsor. Is what you need. That's what I need, man. That's what I need. <laughs> I'm trying. And then we all got that friend be like, hey, man, you want to be on my podcast? <laughs> and you're like, oh, man, not really. Is this, but... is this me? Are you talking no. to me? <laughs> no, dude, I'm up at 11 a.m. when I went to bed at like four. So I'm totally about this, man. <laughs> I'm totally about this. You, 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 nah, you're I didn't know if you were a night owl or not, so I didn't know. Dude, I wouldn't say that to your face. I mean... <laughs> I heard you. I heard busting balls is good. You can talk shit. I didn't know. I, I yeah, busting balls is good. If you know, <laughs> look, look. If you know me, you could say, if we're good like that, you can say whatever you want to me. But it's like the jerk off on Twitter who doesn't know me, <laughs> fucking knuckle dragger, or just fucking uh, JBL. And I'm like, yeah, Bach. <laughs> Fuck you. I have a friend, Donnie, who could just call me a fucking piece of shit, and I'd be like, ah, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) That's that whole whole Twitter group you jumped in. It's just relentless pounding of each other. 
dude, it's the worst. <laughs> That's why we were just like, we should do something with this because it is just busting balls twenty four seven in that group. Oh, you got it, man. It, 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 it makes it makes time go by. It makes life easier. You know, when you you know pound the piss out of somebody, you know, just breaking the balls. <laughs> It's it's always a good gang mentality too. I like when everybody in the group's on one person. It's very fun. Oh, oh dude, they were fucking killing Coon with the fucking uh, smoke show, <laughs> fucking backdrop, and the trash can with the belt in it, jerking off the trash can. I was like, how'd they get a camera in my kitchen? I was like, what the fuck, jerking off in the trash can. <laughs> That's not right. We didn't. <laughs> We didn't officially start this thing, but I think all that needs to be. <laughs> yeah, we're dude. We're fucking leaving the show in the fucking hallway. What are we doing? <laughs> it, it record. It no, record, we've man. been recording. That's what I'm saying. I just oh, I just usually record. start it, but I think I think we're just gonna let it roll in. Dude, dude leave that in. Leave it in. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> dude, I don't give a fuck. That, well, that's the whole thing with the podcast. I want the podcast. My well, mine and me, just to be a conversation between two guys and. You know, and uh, it's been great. Josh is a fucking great co-host, and uh, he's now, a ball did, buster. How he's did you – you talked about your co-host, Josh uh, Chernoff. So for those who have not uh, tuned in yet, how did you guys meet? Because he's got – you know, he's got a good long run with his own show, and, and then now you guys are hooking up together. Uh, just doing the uh, convention circuit. Uh, he, he told me we had met before, and I, 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 I'm – but I'm pretty good with remembering, but mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, I remember him from meeting him before. And, uh, I think he said we met at a Conrad gimmick when, uh, Conrad, the DCW arena show. Oh yeah. And, uh, dude, I've always wanted to do a podcast and, uh, like we like we've been talking about, it's like, what do I do? What do I talk about? Do I have a guest? <laughs> do I, yeah, I don't want, uh, you know, I want the fucking pressure of, you know, I feel like a burden when I ask people to do something for me. I'm like, oh, man, if you want to do it, it's cool. But if you don't, you know, that's fine. I suck. I know. Uh, (laughs) But I was like, man, I I was driving home one night and I was like thinking, 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 because people are like, do a podcast, do a podcast. So I'm like, and just a, a light went over my head. I was like, well, dude, I see this kid, Josh, all the time at conventions and uh the last time i saw him was at mlw show at dcw arena and he was doing his uh new show for fight tv and he he was interviewing me and uh he asked me a question i answered it and then after the uh you know we cut and stopped tape he was like hey man i i said something during the interview i hope you don't mind i hope you don't you don't think that was a little bit stiff i was like no 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 that's cool but just the fact that he was thoughtful enough to say, Hey man, was that cool? And I was like, Oh yeah. You know, I was like, so I'm driving home. I'm like, man, that Josh Chernoff kid, I see him all the time. We have a good rapport. And uh, he, you know, he, he's, you know, pretty funny. You know, he's, he's right. got the t-shirt on his pro wrestling. He says, sarcasm is my second language <laughs> or no, no, no. Uh, sarcasm is my superpower. <laughs> so I was like, yo man, this guy's, this guy's funny. We have good conversations. And I, I, as soon as I got home, I sent him a, a message on Twitter. I was like, hey, man, uh, what do you think about doing a podcast? And uh, from there, it was just off and running. And he's been like, he's been the wind beneath my wings. Cassio. <laughs> he's well, he's a tiny bit. man and you got big wings. This is the big deal. 
Yeah, yeah, man. I'm, you know, I got a, I got, I got a wide span. Um, <laughs> but uh, nah, nah, he seemed perfect for it. He's, he got everything rolling, and it's, it's made it easy. Where it's just like we get together one day a week, and it's like the day I look forward to the most. I mean, not like I have anything going on right now with the <laughs> apocalypse, but uh, it's just like you know what? Fuck it. You know, we're getting together once a week, having fun, talking. I mean, we still text and all that goofy shit. But, uh, you know, it, it's, it, it doesn't feel like work. It's just two guys shooting the shit. And that's the, that's the feel I want. Because, like, my, one of my favorite podcasts is, you know, Joe Rogan's podcast where it's just him and, two, him and the guy sit down and they just start talking. Hey, what's up, man? Right. And then they just start talking. You know, kind of bring that element to you know, wrestling and stuff like that, where we're just talking about, well, if we talk about what's going on, uh, yeah. And he'll, sometimes he'll say something, it'll jar a memory from my memory banks. And I go, Oh my God, let me tell you about this. So we go on, I'll go on a, like, you know, a two hour, I mean, like a half hour about something. And then like, it'll bleed into another story and it bleed into another, kind of like an ECW show where each match bleeds into, into the next one. So, uh, yeah, Josh is a good dude, man. I, I got lucky when I, you know, not all my not all my thoughts are winners, but uh, I'm glad I thought to ha- <laughs> ask him to do a do a podcast with me. So, so if they want to check out Mind of the Meanie, uh, we'll get the plug in uh, before we start bullshitting even more. But you got every Monday, right? Uh, it drops every Monday at six a.m. Uh, we're on your favorite podcast networks, and we're trying to promote the YouTube a little bit. You know, trying to get because you know, you know, some people aren't podcast savvy, but they love that YouTube. Yeah. So, go to uh, youtubecom slash Meanie, which we just secured the uh, URL for that, and uh, you can watch it on your, you know, on your TV at home, or if you're driving in the car, just pull up your YouTube app and uh, listen to us two clowns jibber jabber for about two hours. You know, so. Well, let's let's talk about you mentioned the the apocalypse and uh, how it's changed. Hey, you know, normally you'd be out and about being the blue meanie. Um, now we're now we're just stuck at home. What else is going on? What if you could go back and prepare for this a little bit more? And they they told us we're going to be shut down forever. Uh, what would you What would you change? What would you stock up on? Uh, money. Uh, <laughs> it's a few things I probably wouldn't fucking bought. You know? <laughs> yeah, that was a uh, that was a lot of February purchases that seem very silly right now. Yeah. Oh, oh man, I feel like a silly. <laughs> I feel like a silly goose. Uh, definitely would have saved up some money. Uh, uh, deodorant. Um, nah, nah, I'm I'm pretty good. I'm yeah, one of the best compliments uh, Tommy Dreamer ever paid me. He was like, "Mina, you smell pretty good for a fat guy." I mean, uh, that, I'm like, I'm like, thanks, man. I guess. <laughs> I think, well, that is a stereotype we have that we all, the, all the big guys stink. It's yeah, out there. I, yeah, I smell pretty good for a fat guy. I mean, but uh, I don't now, smell you, like a cheese. No, I, I don't smell like a cheese wheel or <laughs> you know, this fucking. You know. Are you just not a naturally smelly guy, or you overkill because of that and go, hey, I'm loading no. up on all the smell good. Dude, I get hot. I get angry. <laughs> When like somebody puts on too much of whatever they wear, <laughs> I'm just like, oh my god! I just like my ears get red, my face gets warm. 
<laughs> like whatever they're wearing, this fucking like truck stop fucking cologne that they fucking <laughs> got out. The thing that you, you get pour under your hand is like you you can buy the cheap cologne or the French tickler at the uh, truck stop fucking <laughs> grabber machine in the men's room. It's like what the horny the goat fuck? weed for seventy five cents. Uh, yeah. Uh, this guy's over here rocking the British royal fucking dick cologne. It's like, oh my god, it's the fucking worst. I should probably ask if I could swear on this thing. Before you can. Yeah, no, we're free. Okay. You're good. You're good. Okay, cool. I'm like, I'm like, like thirty minutes, twenty, thirty minutes. In, I'm like, oh man, I just dropped a couple f bombs. You're good to go. My mom will probably tune out of this episode, but we're good. <laughs> Good. She's downloading anyway. Once she gets the download, that's all I care about. <laughs> there you go. Doesn't matter how long they listen, as long as they tune in to begin with. Uh, so let's uh, <laughs> let's talk about uh, a little bit of wrestling. Of course, uh, people know yeah. you, of course, um, as the Blue Meanie, and you jumped you jumped basically right in as the Blue Meanie, right? Uh, I got like a year, year and a half, uh, just trying to find my way around and, uh, uh, trying to create a name for myself. You know, uh, I trained with Al Snow for about a year and then like in the process of training with him, I worked a lot in Ohio and Michigan, parts of Canada, Indiana, like the Midwest area. And then eventually he said, Hey, uh, you, you've been doing pretty good. Uh, I think it's pretty safe, you know, for you to go head back home and find your way in the business, you know, because he was giving me a ton of bookings, but I wasn't really learning how to hustle and get my own bookings, make a name for myself. So I moved back from Ohio to Atlantic city where we were living at the time. And I would drive to Baltimore. I would drive to New York. I would drive all over, you know, even back out to Detroit and stuff like that. And, uh, Eventually, I kept running into Raven and Stevie Richards at events, and uh, it was like maybe like the third event. You know, I was on the show Raven and Stevie. They kind of watched my match, and they had an idea for like a sidekick for Stevie because Stevie was Raven's lackey. Mm-hmm. So they wanted like it's kind of like those Russian dolls where one fits in another, like a lackey for a lackey for a lackey kind of thing. <laughs> So they want me to be, you know, Stevie was Raven's lackey. I mean, Raven, yeah, Stevie was Raven's lackey. So they wanted me to be, you know, Stevie's lackey and dress like him and like single white female kind of thing, you know, to try to be like him. And they had a guy in mind and the guy who they were thinking of using, like made me look like, you know, Sky Low Low. The guy was huge, but the guy wasn't a wrestler and he couldn't move. He couldn't bump. And they saw me doing moonsaults and stuff like that. They're like... And that's when they pitched it to me. So it was about a year and a half before Raven said, hey, man, we got this idea. You, uh, you want to be Stevie's lackey? I was like, uh, I'm going to be in ECW, right? They're like, yeah, but you're going to have to wear a half shirt and Daisy Dukes. I went, but I'm going to be in ECW, right? <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm in. I don't care. <laughs> Whatever it takes. And then they uh, pitched the, uh, you know, like maybe a month later, they pitched the, uh, Raven pitched the Blue Meanie character to me. I was like, I'm going to be an ECW, right? And he was like, yeah, but you're going to have to dye your hair blue and, you know, paint your face. I was like, but I'm going to be an ECW, right? And he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm in. I'm in. You know, it's just like, I, you know, I was, you know, I've always been a wrestling fan. 
And then uh, before I even went to train, I used to go to the ECW shows and sit in the crowd and watch the shows. So to get in the business and then a year, year, year and a half in, get to be a part of my hometown wrestling promotion. I mean, ECW was basically the fifth sports team in Philly. It was like Flyers, Phillies, Sixers, uh, Eagles, ECW, you know, in, in whatever order you want to put them in. So I was all about it, you know, and you know, I'm a, you know, I'm a diehard wrestling fan and diehard, you know, I, I, I consider my wrestling career to be a, like a really good rebate for all the money I spent as a mark. <laughs> I was like, it's like, they're just giving me my money back. Are you even yet? Oh, what's that? No, Have I'm you... not. E- I, I haven't even broken even yet. You're and, not even broke even yeah. in the wrestling business. Nah, fuck that. You know, <laughs> even with the Vince checks, you know. And now your best even friends with... are Tom Segura. This is all paying off for you. <laughs> I was like, dude, fuck. What's that fucking hang loose symbol mean? Is that like code? Is he, is he call me a stupid? <laughs> Uh, you should just send him all the blue dust and go, why are you making fun of wrestling people and just send him blue dust videos? Yeah. Yeah. As a man who wears a half shirt and Daisy Dukes, how dare you make fun of my profession? Uh, how, how did the, uh, I I mean, all of these, uh, the alter egos basically, uh, from the blue mini that came off the blue guy, of course. And, um, but how, how, who came up with blue dust? How did that get started? Uh, that was in ECW. That was right around the time, uh, Goldust had done the, uh, naked promo with the mm-hmm. intercontinental belt and like he's covered, he's totally naked and his, uh, his, uh, nether region was covered with the IC belt. So, uh, like the Shawn Michaels pose. Yes. He was, he, uh, Goldust was doing right. a, a riff off of that, like, uh, a mock of that. So, uh, we're at, we're at a show in Jim Thorpe, Pennsylvania for ECW and, uh, Paulie pulls me aside and says, Hey, I need you to come up to the TV studios on uh Monday and we're going to have you do a parody of the, the, the naked, uh, gold dust promo. I was like, ah, I'm down. That's cool. So, uh, <laughs> I go and, uh. It's like, man, I gotta buy a lot of fucking paint. <laughs> Holy shit! I'm gonna have to go That's down there. A lot there. more blue paint. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go to Earl Shives or something. <laughs> but uh, so I go, I go by because I use a uh, Liquitex uh, acrylic paint. You know, just like the Road Warriors, just like Sting. We all use the same kind of paint. So I, I went and bought a whole bunch of blue, and. Um, I meet up at Ravens, uh, me, Raven, Sam, and drive up to, uh, the TV studio up in New York. I get, you know, uh, we're doing a bunch of like vignettes and promos and Sam was doing some promos and stuff like that. So we get to the TV studio and uh, they're like, all right, Meanie, uh, go get ready. I'm like, all right. So I grab my bag. I go into the bathroom. I'm like, I forgot the fucking paint. Oh gosh. I'm like, oh my God. So fucking, I'm standing there and, and Sammy walks by. He goes, ah, what's wrong? I go, I forgot the paint. And he goes, yo, man, he forgot the paint. I was like, oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks. Thanks, Hack. Thanks. Like, Let's go keep this low key till we figure it out. He's just busting I, it wide open. Oh, my God. There's no kayfabe to fucking <laughs> Sammy. 
my 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 like volume three is his volume ten or whatever. Just <laughs> yow. I mean, he forgot the fucking paint. I just told a story on Mind in the Media that comes out Monday where I, I talked about how I shit myself in the ring and he fucking stooched me off to the whole locker room. Yo, Beanie shit his pants. And uh, so I'm like, oh shit, I forgot the fucking paint. Like, so panic sets in. It's like eight o'clock. We're in New York in a, in a little neighborhood in New York. If you saw, like, speaking of Beyond the Mat, if you saw the TV studio, that's it. And I was like, fuck, what do we do? And uh, Tommy's like, all right, Meany, let's let's go find something. So uh, me and uh, Dreamer hop in his car and we go to like this local supermarket. What can we do? What can we do? What can we do? And then we get the idea to cover me. We get like uh, cake icing and blue food eye. <laughs> cake icing. Cake icing. It's like, why not? I mean, we, in ECW, it was always a matter of let's make it work. Right. You know, I mean, it, it doesn't matter. You know, let's MacGyver this thing. So uh, we go and we get back and me and Tommy Dreamer are in the bathroom of Ron Buffon's parents' house where the ECW TV studios were. And he is covering, we got the spatula, we got the icing spatula and Tommy Dreamer, the, the, Innovator of violence, the king of hardcore, is slathering me up. <laughs> slathering, I tell you, Cassio, he was <laughs> slathering me with blue cake icing. And uh, are we going hands? Do we got like one of those little spatula deals? What do we got? Oh no, 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 no! He had the spatula. <laughs> you know, he went to uh, Weird Al Yankovic Spatula City, Spatula City. <laughs> got the spatula. Yeah, he's doing the, you know, he's a little like, rubber one you like mix stuff up with, or is it a full happening? blown hamburger flipper? Is it a, uh, is it like the mixer kind or is it a full blown hamburger flipper? <laughs> no, it's, it, it, it's the, uh, it looks like a, a tongue depressor on steroids. It's, it's like, <laughs> I, I can't do it justice, but so he's just, he's just doing layers. He's just like painting you like a house. Yeah. He paid pay me like his French woman, like in the, the, the Titanic. You and know, you got just, just the shorts on? Yeah. Yeah, I had my shorts on, <laughs> my, my, my my underlings, um, my tights. Well, here's the kicker. I'm covering a food cake icing, a, a blue food uh, cake icing, whatever. And we're like, well, there's no way I could get in his car. Oh, gosh. So we walk down the street because we're doing this promo in a park. Like a little neighborhood park, like this quaint little park where there's like a sliding board and there's like monkey bars and there's like a little bridge from this, you know, the one part to the other. So I go there and it's me, the me, Raven, Stevie, Paulie, Sam, and Sam's wife, Sam's son, Tyler, and a film crew. It's like the most bizarre fucking porn set you could ever imagine. <laughs> and so, so I have to get naked. We got to figure out why you're blue in the porno. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> why not? Why not? You know, I was young and needed the money. What's whatever. That <laughs> so dude, I fucking, we get there 
and I lay, I lay on the, uh, is it come, you know, it comes to my part, you know, where I, I got pulled down my pants and laid naked there and co- I had a little blue meanie doll, which I still got covering my nether regions. Like gold dust had the belt over his gimmick. <laughs> so I'm laying there and we do one take and it, it gets messed up. So Raven and Stevie start to promo off elsewhere, like all elsewhere. Uh, Raven had sent Stevie on the quest to find the filthiest, dirtiest, skankiest hoe, whatever. <laughs> Eventually, they they got Divine Brown, believe it or not, to come to the ECW arena and do do something with Raven. And you know, I'm 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 blue dust. I'm supposed to be the nastiest, skankiest, whatever, whatever. He got. He goes, Raven. I give you blue dust, and there I am naked on the fucking bridge in this quaint little park. in a kids park, surrounded <laughs> surrounded <laughs> by a film crew, Raven, Sandman, uh, Sandman's wife Lori, and little Tyler Fullington. So, um, who's about eight at this time? So we, we do that one. We do that run through. Uh, Raven sort of fl- flubbed the line, but I didn't s- jump out of character. I, d- I didn't go. I didn't like most people would hear the flub and go, OK, let's start over. But I stuck with it. And I did the, you know, my line hit my <sighs> blue dust. It's like two. Se- I want to say two seconds after we, st- you know, we, we end the scene this big spotlight hits and there's a fucking cop car and, <laughs> and idiot me instead of like covering up i jump up like oh my god oh my god oh my god oh my <laughs> and there's my big fucking white ass <laughs> like it looked like i sat in a gra- dra- gravel driveway like somebody ran over a fucking like a football team ran over a pillow with cleats. <laughs> it's like an oatmeal, just an oatmeal buffet, man. Just fucking. Yeah, hit with buckshot from just. Yeah, he got it's... non-lethal from the cops. Got hail damage. <laughs> so. <laughs> I can so, imagine that cop rolling. <laughs> he still talks about it. He's got to. Uh, dude. <laughs> He's he, got to. Here's the line. Because I think we've ruined this guy's childhood. <laughs> I, I'm sure he played at this park as a kid. I'm sure they had yeah, fundraisers. Yeah, he's a hometown guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They had fundraisers, you know, and beef and beers to help fund this <laughs> park and revitalize it. And here's this fucking naked blue fucking guy. Just he. Well, here's the line he hits. He goes, uh, "I don't know what you guys are doing, but I don't want to do the paperwork on this." So, <laughs> and of course, <laughs> of course, of course, of course, Sammy goes, "Yo." Can we do one more shot? <laughs> and we're like, Sandman, shut the fuck up. Please stop. Sandman, please. Can no. We do one more shot? He's, he's, he's letting us go. <laughs> That's how and you always is... talk yourself into trouble. The cop has already let you go and you still keep talking to him. That's standard procedure how you get in trouble. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, fuck you, man. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to do one more shot and then get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you want to be in the scene? You want yeah. to pretend to want to pretend to arrest me and then he arrests me for real? Yeah. You know? Oh, Jesus. That's amazing. Oh, I don't want the paperwork. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to do the paperwork on this. <laughs> We've all been there, by the way. Yeah. yeah We've just, all were like, ah, this, that's too much. Yeah, yeah, just scoot. <laughs> just get out of here. <laughs> hey, fucking pat, t- take a fucking powder. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Uh, well, that was a, that's a that's a classic story with a classic background on it. That's awesome, man. I swear to God, man. Uh, half the stories I, I told in the, if I if I told like the average lay person who didn't know what wrestling was, they'd be like, "Oh, that's corny. That's not real. <laughs> you're bolt. You're lying, right?" And it's like, no, no. Uh, <laughs> so you're timing. Uh, I gotta know. Um, wait, because early uh, early on last year we had. Ronnie Lang on, and he had some he had some killer stories. Did you? How much was your interaction with good old Ronnie Lang with Atlas Security? Oh, oh, dude, Atlas was the best. I mean, they were there. They had our back each and every week, even like when we did our pay per view in New Orleans, uh, like the night, like it, I think we did New Orleans on Halloween, like the night after Halloween or whatever. We all went, all went down to Bourbon Street. It's like the ECW wrestlers and just like hanging out with Atlas Security, and they were just like hanging out with us, being you know our backup. But being in New Orleans, like I, dude, I went to Bourbon Street in my wrestling gear. I, I wore my half shirt, Daisy Dukes. I just, I was because it was Halloween. I was like, I'll just be myself. <laughs> and I'm walking around in half shirt and Daisy Dukes. Nobody gave me a fucking second look. I was like. <laughs> Yeah, you walk one down, walk down one street. You know, people are flashing boobs, or you know, there's you go down another street, a couple dudes making out. It's cool, and nobody even gives a shit. You know, just just hanging out. So, like, I'm wearing my half shirt and Daisy Dukes. I fit right the fuck in. But you know, Atlas Security, you know, right there with us. Part. I mean, they were our security, but they, you know, they were family too. You know, just uh, and they 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 really took care of you know. And that's why they're still being used to this day. They're they're that good, you know. Uh, talk about the uh, the invasion. We, me, and you briefly talked about it. We were on a show together, uh, but it's I guess it was one of the the craziest moments. Is when um, was it PZW? Uh, XBW. XBW. I mean XBW. Yeah. Uh, comes in and they uh, they announce they're going to sit on the front row. And uh, Ronnie gives a great story of it, but you were telling your story. I'd love to hear it again. And for the people that have heard this podcast and heard Ronnie tell that great story, uh, your viewpoint of what happened that night. Well, we get there and. Um, it's Los Angeles. Yeah, Los Angeles. Uh, ECW's uh, first show. I don't know if it was the last show, too, in LA at the. Uh, I'm blanking on the name of the building, uh, the Grand Olympic Auditorium, the uh, historic Grand Olympic Auditorium. You see all the videos from back in the day of Andre wrestling there yeah. and doing a tug, tug of war with 10 dudes and so much history in that building. Uh, but like somebody had noticed, like the, they started letting the people in. And, you know, sometimes, you know, when the buildings, you know, people are filtering in, you look out through the curtain, see how it's filtering in. Somebody noticed like, 
some of the XPW guys were sitting right in the fucking front row with their XPW XPW shirts on. So, uh, and they, for whatever reason, I guess they had their lawyer there or somebody from the office there. And Paul Lee went over to him, sat next to him and said, uh, I just want you to know, enjoy the show. Thank you for buying tickets. You know, thanks for the money. But if you intend on doing anything to interfere with, you know, you know, I think he'd be say, you mess with my pay for you. I'll sue your ass or something like that. Something to that effect. So, uh, Atlas goes over and makes all the XPW wrestlers turn their shirts inside out. So, uh, and everything's, you know, going smoothly. Uh, you know, some of the boys who know that those guys are there, you know, are kind of, you know, taking the piss at him, like not taking, like, you know, ribbing him a little bit, like, uh, for the Rob Van Dam, Scotty, you know, Scotty Anton match, uh, you know, Scotty walks around and goes, uh, how much you pay for those tickets, you fucking marks? <laughs> you know, just. <laughs> Did you know, you know any the, of those guys? Did you personally know? Them? I don't know. Well, I know. I know them now. Right. So but at the time, you know, they were just dudes. No, no, they're just dudes. And I have no problem with XPW, but, you know, you, you show up and try to do this. It's like, right. come on, man. You know, um, I don't care what anybody does in their personal life. But when you mess with somebody else's livelihood, yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of product. Where, yeah. Yeah. That's what kind of where I was like, that's where I draw the line. Don't fuck with a man and his money, you yeah, know, exactly. or family for that matter. And, uh, so shows going on and they're, do, uh, if you watch the, the, the videotape, it's, uh, Tommy dreamer against just incredible. And if you're watching the pay-per-view, uh, referee Jim Milano is kind of standing there. Uh, Dreamer and Justin Crabble are doing this stare-off. And I think they're just, you know, buying time. Or I think they know something's going on, but they don't want to get into the match just yet. Because they, you don't have a match while all this chaos is going on. And then nobody's looking at the match. Mm-hmm. So they're doing the stare-off. And you see Jim Milano, like, looking through his side eye going, Okay, this, you know, saying whatever, describing what's going on. And apparently, one of the girls from XPW touched Francine. And Francine, like, you know, was like, got in her face, start yelling or whatever. And that's all the boys needed, you know. It was an excuse, the, yeah. Oh, dude, we were at the curtain. The curtain just totally emptied. Like, it was like a hockey fight, you know? Just, what is, so, y'all y'all are going, y'all are just standing behind the curtain going, something's about to happen, we need to be ready. Well, the the, the monitor uh, was right next to the, the curtain to go out. So, like, it, it was like nothing but like two steps just to get out of your chair and run out run out the curtain. So, we had a feeling something was going to happen, so we're sitting there, and then somebody was like, somebody touched Francine, and that's all you needed to hear. <laughs> And fucking the boys just hit the curtain. Big, big Sal from the FBI, uh, Chili Willie, uh, New Jack, uh, Jack Victory, and, and like everybody just you know ran out and hopped the guardrail. I was like, do you ever see like a pack of dogs running and there's like that one pup behind them going, burr, 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 me too, swing. <laughs> everybody beat me. I was like the last one out there. Like if you watch the tape, you know, you see me I'm like, Oh God, there's nobody left for me. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Wait, did you hesitate or you were just slow? 
No, I, I, no, they were ready. They, they were ready. Those dudes were ready. And look, I, I had no problem fighting. It's just like they were more pre- prepared to. They got out skedad- of the gate first. Yeah. They skedaddled before I could get skedaddle. <laughs> so I was like, I'm out there and I'm watching. It's just fucking chaos. You know, going through the crowd, going out through the front of the building. And, uh, you know, Big Sal and I forget who else. They were, they were like trash compacting one guy's head. <laughs> where Sal's punching the guy like a donkey punch. Another guy's uppercutting the guy right in the face. It's like, like rock'em, sock'em robots. Like boom, 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 boom. New Jack's out there. He's injured. He's got a crutch. And he's swinging that thing like a helicopter blade just taking motherfuckers out. New Jack I, with a crutch. Dude. What a nightmare life, that is. How how bad how slow am I if New Jack on crutches beats me out the fucking door? Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you last. Are you slow? You're like, no, nah, I just wasn't ready. Meanwhile, New yeah. Jack in a crutch is passing you, dude. You know, <laughs> you know, just. Are y'all going up steps fun. or did y'all just go straight? Was there steps involved? No, there was just uh, if you watch, just like uh, you just go through the curtain, just like a ramp down through from the back through the curtain out, and you just got to hop a guardrail. And then the and crowd, then, and then it bellows through the crowd outside. Outside, and this whole thing outside is happening in plain view of the the LAPD. And there's like a squad car there. There's two people watching, and the cops think it's part of the show <laughs> these wrestling guys yeah they're like oh that shit's just fake right well, that uh, curb stomp was really realistic yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is this right? american history x again what's happening <laughs> what's happening dude it was it was bizarre and it's like they thought it was part of the show but meanwhile there's no cameras and anywhere in sight you know so it's like we all pout around the side of the building. There's like a side gate. We go back in the back, and guys are just like, you know, Jack Victory smoking a cigarette and just looking down in his knuckles. He's like, man, that was like an old school fashioned hockey fight. <laughs> you know, like he, he, his knuckles are all swollen. He just busts. So I, one guy got knocked the fuck out. I don't even remember who. I just saw a body there, just like out cold and. <laughs> I felt like Tom Hanks and fucking Saving Prior Ryan, just like, <laughs> just looking around with all this shit going on around you me. You can't hear shit. anything. It's all in slow-mo. No, I'm deaf to begin with. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> is your hearing aid up? Did you do any damage? Did you cake any damage? Anything? Or were you just kind of running around? Dude, it was like in a battle world, just finding somebody to feed for. <laughs> it just, you know, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm sure I got. I, I, I'm sure I swung on somebody. I just, but I just, there was nothing time, major on your end. No, the bone had been picked clean <laughs> by the time I got out there. Uh, all I had they gave me was the gristle. You know, I gave you New Jack's broken crutch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, can you sign this for me, Jack? Talk about all the wrestling. I'll talk about all the wrestling memorabilia. Yeah, wrestle crap. We need New Jack's crutch there. <laughs> yeah, from the XBW right. Yeah. That'd be awesome. That'd be a great thing to have on the shelf. This this week in wrestling history, and you play the fancy music. <laughs> do, 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 do. 
Over here, we have New Jack's uh, used to riot <laughs> crutch. Yes, I'm in. I, I love New Jack. Uh, are you loving? Uh, are you loving the Dark Side of the Rings? Absolutely, man. Well, it's like the two things I love the most. I love wrestling. I love documentaries. So you give me both, and I'm 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 good, man. I I, I love it, and uh, I'm very fortunate to get a chance to not know. Uh, Jason and Evan, the uh, you know the producers, great guys, great guys, awesome guys, and it's cool that they're doing it because they're natural fans, so that you know they're going to do the product justice. And uh, with everything they've done, it's 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 been a home run as far as I'm concerned. You know, you know, they, you know, there's some topics that interest me more than others, but. It's just like back in the day when they had behind the music. I could watch a ba- uh, behind the music on a band I never liked, but hey, it's still interesting, you know. Uh, yeah, I've told many non wrestling or even just like the the casual maybe laps fan or whatever. Watch that. It, I mean, re- realistically, it's not. A, I mean, that's the point of the documentary. It's not about the wrestling. It's about the stories behind it, like you said, behind the music kind of. So, and everybody yeah. that's tuned in, if you can get them to tune in, it's a smash hit. Everybody reports back and goes, Oh, thank you so much. This is fucking awesome. And, uh, you know, I see a lot of hardcore wrestling fans go, well, why didn't they talk about this? How come they talk about it? It's like, like the stuff that's not really pertinent to the story. It's like these guys only have, you know, without commercials, they got 45 minutes to tell right. a story, you know? With, with with the exception of the Benoit one, which they were given a, an extra episode, you know, a two night premiere, which you really needed. But, uh, you know, with the time they've been allotted and the topics they're covering, I think they've done a, you know, a smash up job. I think they've done great. Uh, I'm trying to think. I, I mean, what was the one I'm that lo- was, hey, you, I mean, maybe you learned the most from, maybe you had no idea what was going on from. Man, probably the. I want to say I, I knew a lot about Dr. D. David Schultz, but then, like, he started talking about the bounty hunting stuff. And I was like, man, that's great. I, I'd love to see them just do something on him in his career as bear, bounty hunter. But, uh, uh, and Herb Abrams one as well. So you were, the you, were, that, I was going to say, you were mid 90s. You, you, you kind of came right when the U, UWF, right after it. Uh, all blew up there in the early nineties. Did you have any interaction with him? I, I was, I was trying to think, uh, cause myself, it's, it's so weird when you're a wrestler and then you start working with people and now with social media, people start posting stuff. Like I never knew me and Joel Gertner were at that same wrestling fan convention that, uh, the one her, that he said, Hey to everybody. at. Yeah. Wow. Was. Because Joel Gertner posted on his Facebook a photo of him with Herb Abrams. I was like, holy shit, I may have met Herb Abrams and not even known it or been in his vicinity but just hadn't known it. Like I, like I, saw, I saw Joel's photo and I saw you know Herb Abrams in that photo and I was like, I, rem- I recognize that guy. Okay. Because Herb's had like a whole bunch of different looks and stuff like that. So I was there and then – at the convention, I wrote up with uh, Joel Goodhart's uh, Square Circle Fan Club. We had our own, like there's John Arezzi's ra- wrestling radio show. And then in Philly, we had Joel Goodhart with his wrestling radio show. And they, uh, we did like a bus trip up there from Philly 
and uh, which is awesome. It was like the weekend is that year SummerSlam, which was in New York. And um, yeah, it was just cool. Uh, and, and imagine sitting at home and you go to watch Dark Side of the Ring. They're like, uh, and they they were at the John Rezzi, you know, fan convention. And I see myself in one of the clips. I'm like, holy shit, that's me! <laughs> I legit like stood up and went, like words didn't come out. I just went, oh! <laughs> <laughs> you were and so close. Me- you were so close. And Mrs. <laughs> Mrs. Meanie's in the kitchen going, what, 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 what? And I go, I'm, I I was just on the TV and I rewound it and I paused it and i did it like i took a camera shot with my 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 cell phone and posted it on the internet and just by happenstance i have uh, i don't even know why i have it now right next to where i'm sitting in the living room uh like a a scrapbook of me with like wrestling i must be i I think i brought it down around wrestlemania time because i talk about i went to the wrestlemania conventions as a fan but i start flipping through my my mark book of my photos and there's like a photo of me from that convention with rock and rob and we're both holding the uh former wwe wwf women's title and the u the uh herb abrams uwf UWF. women's title so i'm holding both belts so i was like fuck let me put this up on the social media real quick that's killer like like how weird is it you go to watch a show and you wound up being in it and like it wasn't even like the best of footage. I look like Bigfoot. It's like that grainy Bigfoot footage where I'm just walking <laughs> by a camera, just like, hey guys, I'm going fishing. You know, I just uh, it wasn't even the best of footage. But like I had a sweet fucking mullet. I had the Bobby Eaton special, and uh, <laughs> I had my I was rocking my chest hair, which I could have braided with my mullet. You know, just hey, you got some it. good lettuce there. I'm, I'm I brought it up. You got some good lettuce chest hair going. <laughs> that's some good taco meat right there uh, that's my chest muff uh <laughs> so you got the tank with a jacket is that what that look is it, it was you no know, it was just a hoodie uh yeah, yeah i don't know dude i had no sense of fucking fashion <laughs> growing up it's just like i i was just like a college student like every day just like cut off fucking Zubas and fucking whatever, man. I was like, well, what the fuck ever? There's a photo of me with Luthez, and he's like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> what the fuck is this? I'll I'll, I'll I'll text you the photo of me and Luthez. He's like, who the fuck is this guy? And I get it like a sign eight by 10 from Luthez. It's like, could you sign it to Brian? And he goes, dear. And he puts Brian in quotes. Like I'm making up a name. I'm like dear Brian. <laughs> Luthez. I was like, all right. In quotes. Yeah, my name's A. He goes, two. Uh, it's right behind me. Look. It's the two Brian. And he put Brian in quotes. Luthez. I was like, as if I'm giving him a fucking worker name or something like that. Like you got warrants. <laughs> you don't yeah. to check on you. <laughs> oh, let's then, just they, put Brian. I don't want to deal with the paperwork. <laughs> then Dr. D comes out and cuffs me. Yeah. <laughs> He slaps your ass. Your yeah. name Brian, huh? Yeah. Brian, that's an you, open-handed slap. You say your name Brian, huh? <laughs> Pop. <laughs> like, look, if if David Schultz slaps you one time, why get up? <laughs> Just. Oh yeah, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't I, have got up. I would have been army crawling away from him, just like you know, just like. 
like I was going through boot camp trying to, you know, going under fucking Bob wire or something like that. Like move, 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 get out of here. Abort. abort. <laughs> you know, I would, I would have been looking for a trap door just to fucking shoot myself out of that fucking situation. Just what's, what's the closest you've had to dealing with a, uh, cause I know we've talked about it before, you know, Twitter trolls has changed the game, uh, all social media trolls, but uh, what's the closest you came to either either a reporter or uh, a fan in the stands from having? Hey, we got to get into some interaction here. Is there ever a close? Got, you've ever had a close call? I've had a few arguments, but uh, nothing too heavy. Um, and that's a good uh, thing. I, <laughs> as, as I've gotten older, I've gotten like growing up, I, I had issues, you know, just like anybody. And, uh, you know, I was emo and, you know, certain things would just set you off. You know, the worst you, you ever see me look when it comes to my temper, the worst you'll ever see me come is behind the wheel of a car. You know, that's it's just what like, brings it out, dude. My like, like I said, people say shit. You just look at them fucking go on. But if I'm behind the wheel of a car and you're like holding me up from what I need to be, where I need to be going. It's just like this rage just comes out and it's like the worst thing ever, you know, or if somebody's behind you and they fucking, the green, the light just turns green and they honk before it even finishes turning green. It's like, dude, I will turn this car <laughs> off. I will take the keys out of the ignition and I will lay on the hood and feed pigeons. If you fucking honk at me one more fucking time. <laughs> You Look, know, you're I, getting half hot just talking about it. Yeah, yeah. It just is that the so those are the two biggest. Since you brought those up, slow, slow in the fast lane or acting like you're not paying attention to the green light. Those are your two yeah, worst, dude. And look, I live in South Philly, right? <laughs> and uh, we got main streets, but then we I like our. If you ever saw Rocky or whatever, or like the new show that just came out, Dispatches from Elsewhere, where they shot right in my neighborhood. We got these tiny side streets that when they were built, they were built for fucking horse and buggies. They weren't built for fucking cars. So these, some people will just pull up in front of their house and just park and just fucking oh God. run in their house, do whatever. And then you got to pull up behind them and, you know, give them a little, right. or you get the motherfucker who double parks in front of his house. Meanwhile, to the right of his car is a wide open spot that you could push, pull a fucking school bus into it's like dude you could have just you couldn't have fucking parked you couldn't have just parked your dude i could have pulled into it frontwards i wouldn't even had to back into that fucking spot and you're fucking just double parked next to a wide open fucking spot you motherfucker fuck you and your ancestors fuck you see Listen, this is genuine heat. I like it. I, you're like the nicest guy ever, and now dude, I'm hearing dude, the bad I, side. This is your dark side of the ring moment. My dark side, and then Meany turned down his street, and there was a double parked car. <laughs> well, Just I'm, like I almost gave out my address there for a second. I was like, "Oh shit!" Let me. It's like, oh. Look, I, I hope like, you. I hope you don't have the road rage incident. But if you do, and it gets a dark side of the ring, I just hope I get to play you. No, in the in the shadowy uh, recreation, 
I think there's one time I got in a car and just motherfucked somebody, but that was about because nobody stops at stop signs. You know, we call we call it the South in you know where I live. We call it the South Philly slide. If you don't see headlights on the other side, you kind of half stop and keep going. It's the South Philly slide. Hey, you would, you yeah. would die down here in the South. Why? Ah, uh, there. Please. There's a, a comedian, Nate Bargatze. Uh, he does a great bit on it, but it's so true. Of we're like, if you the worst is the four way stop. Is yeah. Everybody tries down here. Everybody tries to wave the other person. Now you go, you go, and and Nate Bargatze's like, I just get out of my car and throw my keys in the field and be like, Yeah, y'all got to go first. <laughs> I don't. I can't even drive my vehicle now. It's like it's like a game of who can be the most polite. Which is oh not me. God. I hate it. It drives me crazy. I'll just blow through. I'm like, fine. You want to tell me to go? I'll go. It's my turn. It's your turn, but I'll I'll take it. Fucking George Carlin had a good bit about driving where you like, and then you got the guy go, go, you go. He go, no, fuck you. Maybe I don't want to go. <laughs> George Carlin on fucking driving is amazing. And so even in 2020, he's, the man's been dead for eight years. And this bit was back in the 80s. He was so fucking spot on. <laughs> with shit oh my god just driving that's that's my fucking achilles heel man it's just fucking other people behind the wheel of a fucking car that's when you're really the meaning we found it we finally found it yeah when you just see a pair of knuckles on the wheel and there's no head and it's just like what the fuck is that is that a ghost car what the fuck is that man (laughs) just uh people got no fucking dude boston was the worst i was just up in boston before the apocalypse and you're like, I'm in that. I mean, it's just standard timing now, you know, before the apocalypse. Yeah. BA before the apocalypse, <laughs> yeah. before apocalypse. And, uh, I was doing, uh, I got it. I'm doing a, like this video game convention to promote a video game we got coming out. And I, I, I was like, fuck it. I'm just parked in the lot. I'll just take a, a lift or an Uber over to the a building. And the lift driver picks us up and we're driving straight. And a guy just pulls out, no signal, no nothing. And we have to swerve like across two lanes. It's like, holy shit. It's like, thank God I wasn't driving. I would have fucking pulled him out in front of his fucking kids. And just fucking... <laughs> pulled him out in front of his kids. <laughs> I would have yanked that man out in front of his fucking kids and hockey punched him. He had to pull his shirt over his face and uh, knuckled him up. But. Just, yeah, that's my that's my my weak spot. Like, look, I get along with everybody. It's like a the Patrick Swayze method. I'm nice to people till they give me a reason not to be, you know. <laughs> but holy sh- holy shit, people behind the wheel of car truly test my fucking patience. It's just <laughs> who would have uh, known Blue Manny's biggest rivalry was blinkers. Oh my god! Thank God, there's like. <laughs> like no cameras in the car Wait, i'd be you, so so embarrassed are you are now are you a good driver you you said you, you don't want people slowing you up does that mean you got a lot of tickets uh, no no i'm a good driver okay but I, I just i just don't have time for bullshit <laughs> or, or okay 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 just to add on my my two fucking things traffic and food shopping food this shopping it's the same thing. You're walking down the aisle, and there's a person in front of you, and they just stop. <laughs> and, and they don't give you room to go to the left. They don't give you room to, to go to the right. They just fucking stop. 
Oh, and you're and you're standing and you're standing there, and they don't even bother, you know, to look behind you. Hey, anybody behind me? Nah, I don't give a fuck. I'm just gonna stop. And you're like, you're just like, it's like road rage. It's like <laughs> pulling up behind the guy who's double parked next to a clear open parking spot. You can just pull to the side and pull over and look at the fucking shelves. Well, now, are you the guy that just awkwardly stares at them and makes it awkward till they go? Or are you are you verbal? Are you saying something? I stare lasers into the back of their head <laughs> until they feel my fucking look into the back of their fucking head. And, and it's just like, do people just stop? Or if I see somebody walk around in pajamas and a leather jacket. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Right, it's just like, you see the weirdest shit while you're food shopping. <laughs> you know, I need to you know, tell I, you, that's what I'm wearing as we record right now. <laughs> In, in our we're in our comfort well i'm in my pajamas i'm in the comfort of my own home it's these people to wear their fucking pajamas out oh. in public you know you know that can't smell good <laughs> see it all comes back to the stereotype you can't smell good you know you smell good for somebody that wears a leather jacket and pajamas to walmart yeah <laughs> imagine being in wool pajamas and, and you're out shopping and it's fucking raining and you just feel like you have a wet fucking sack on you it's just like <laughs> oh my fucking god like I just want I went on a rant about people who wear the sliders and the fucking socks, like the slippers and socks out in public. It's like what if you walk into a puddle? Or or, or what if you walk through grass and it's wet and you got wet socks on your feet? It's like the war then you got like pruny toes. It's like <laughs> trench foot. Because oh you didn't want to wear your sliders. Yeah. What the fuck, man? I might need to I'm wrap sure. you up. I feel like the closer the more you talk about things that piss you off, you're getting closer and closer to me. <laughs> Wearing pajamas out shopping, socks and sandals. I'm like, whoo, we're starting to get a fine line. I'm about to get turned on. Here comes my heel turn soon. Uh, nah, man, I love you, brother. I love you, man. Yeah, seriously, that, that, that's why I'm uh, I'm doing it. That's why I'm hardwired today. I, I got hardwired for you. I got the traffic I got, I, and shopping. Who would have dude, known? Just people who stop. People are holding me up from the shit I need to do. You know, I'm an excellent driver. I just don't have time for your bullshit. <laughs> yeah, the family family of five walking shoulder to shoulder down the aisle of the store. It's like, dude, single file this shit, motherfucker. <laughs> just get out of my way. The worst is two people that go they're going opposite directions and they know each other, so they stop and talk, but then act like like we're all just sitting there watching them talk. Like, let us through. Yeah, dude. Now you're coming to my side of things. <laughs> yeah. No, all right. Coming to my side. All right. Before we get out of here, um, we it's been a pleasure. By the way, man, it feels this is went super fast. Yeah, I just looked and, up; it was an hour. I, I, this is super fast, dude. Like what the mind of the meaning? We're, we're like we get like two hours, two and a half hours in. We're like, where the fucking time go? <laughs> yeah, what just happened? And yeah. I have a feeling we're gonna have some fun with these. So I, we need to get into the countdown, which we end every episode with ten questions, ten down to one. I'll hit okay. them with you. You can go quick and easy. You can go detailed, whatever. That's the beauty of the countdown. You never know how long it's going to last. So here we go. Question okay. 10. Name something that's a perfect 10 for Blue Meanie. Something in your life that's perfect. Just a day where I have nothing. Uh, uh, okay, this is two uh, like a two-parter because it's a yin and the yang. 
a perfectly good rainy day where I don't have to leave the house and I just got the windows cracked and I'm just laying in bed listening to the rain just hit the wind and I'm just drifting off to sleep. Okay. Or it's a beautiful spring day. I'm laying in bed with nothing to do and I got the fucking window cracked and there's a breeze just hitting me right as I'm drifting off to sleep. And it's just like, oh my God, this is amazing. <laughs> but because my life, I'm like before the apocalypse, I'm busy at least six days a week all day. And like, the, I guess the best thing about this apocalypse is a uh, me and Mrs. Meany got to spend some, you know, quality time just re getting reacquainted. Just, Hey, you're Brian. I'm Tracy. Let's, let's hang out, you know? <laughs> so like, it, like it's been a bummer, like every, every, all the particulars that's going on, but you know, being trapped in a house with, you know, my best friend is like the best thing ever. So like, if I could just like, if I could ever have a moment in a, in a busy time where I could just lay in bed and not just turn my phone off and either lay there and listen to the rain hit the window and, you know, drift off for a nap or if it's a beautiful day and mm. there's this nice breeze blowing through my hair and I'm just laying in bed. That's uh, just, that's the tits right there, man. That's beautiful. The best naps are the ones where you go, I don't care when I wake up. I'm going to get up when I get up. It's not going to affect my day. Not going to affect when I go to bed later. I'm just going to just nap. That is the most relaxing feeling. It's funny how the things that you hated as a child, you, you <laughs> cherish as an adult. Like my grandma would be like, go take a nap. Now. Now I'll be like, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Remember when say, Remember when your parents would send you to your room as a punishment? Go to your room. Now. Fucking send me <laughs> to my room. I just imagine now, like you visiting your grandmother. She's like, go take a nap. You're like, yes, Ian. <laughs> dude, dude, I swear to God, I, I got most of my dirty jokes from my grandmom. It's so funny. <laughs> my grandmom was the fucking best. Like the humor gene leapfrogged over my mom from my grandmom into me to where like my grand, me and my grandma would be cracking jokes and my mom would go, oh, oh, I think I'll, I think I'll go in the other room now. It's just like, <laughs> ah, you pussy. <laughs> Give us one of the one of the grandma standards. What's a standard joke that you got from your grandmother that she told all the time? Is uh, she a go-to, or did she was she witty with it? She didn't have like her go-tos. It was just like off the cuff shit. Oh, that's like, even better. Yeah, when you're yeah, a kid, like, yeah. she's just popping off. That's great. Yeah, uh, I, I this one I can't, I can't even tell. I, Why not? I, 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 uh, nah, nah, just like. <laughs> nah. I swear, uh, no, nah, I can't. I can't. I don't want to bury grandma on the fucking radio here. But uh, like her, uh, I mean, it's, it's just fucking rotten. <laughs> I'll come back uh, and ask another question, and we'll bring it uh, up, but, and I'll say, hey, somebody else. And what's the funniest somebody else's grandma? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Cassie, I heard your grandma say this about the so so and so. So <laughs> yeah. just. Uh, yeah, just like just... it would, it, like we'd be out in public and she'd give me the fucking elbow, but like, look at this motherfucker, you know, this <laughs> kind of thing. Just, just a grandma. That's strong. Yeah, that dude. is not my grandmother. I, she would just tell me like the best stories anybody could in life could just tell you is like back in the day stories, where it's just like you know, dude, my grandma would tell me fucking wrestling stories. She'd go to the show and there'd be a lady in the front row and they would call her hat pin mary and she would take the hat pin out of her hair and stick the heels in the ass with her hat pin and stuff like that <laughs> that's 
Yeah, Hat like pin cool. Mary. Yeah, I think every town had their like fabled old person that would give the heels bullshit, like beat them with an umbrella or something like that. Was that but, Philly? Was she Philly too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a unapologetically a, a homer when it comes to being a Philly, but. Like, my grandma was alive during the Depression, so you'd hear all the fucking stories and stuff like that. And just, like, like it's such a much simpler time. You're like, fuck, man, that, that sounds pretty good, you know? <laughs> no no cell phones. And. Oh, so sorry. Sorry, he's, he's not home. Uh, you can't reach him. Now everybody could reach you, you know? At uh, all times. No, but seriously, my grandma was one of the funniest motherfuckers I knew, and uh, what'd you call her, I, Grandma? I uh, I called her Nan. Nan, and, uh, Nan, and my grandfather was Pop, Nan and Pop. Yeah, and uh, they raised me like I was their their own. Uh, like I, my mom raised me too, but she had me and my sister, and things were tough. So my grandma and my grandpa were like, you know, well, we'll helping out. Take yeah, yeah, like a good family would. And uh, dude, they if. They supported my wrestling habits, so. <laughs> Strong. Yeah, man. I love them. Miss right. them. Number nine is, uh, of course, German word nine for no. So some, something that's no more in 2020. This this question was a lot different before Corona times. Uh, but something you've written off in 2020. Or something uh, you're trying hygiene. to stop doing. Personal uh, uh something i written off uh maybe something you were trying to stop doing you know before chaos ensued before apocalypse I, set in i i i made it a personal goal to stop selling bullshit just like not like acknowledging bullshit uh like when you i first started getting on social media i would see things and i would fucking get angry and just reply and how dare you and fuck you and blah, blah, blah. And then it just becomes like a battle of posting links to stories to, to corroborate your fucking argument. And, and then it, now in today's it, people just get into meme wars instead of like arguing to just post memes back and forth. I'm like, dude, there's better things to do with your fucking time. There's, you know, time's precious. And I look back at all the time I've wasted online just arguing with people and just selling, you know, and, and wrestling, you know, yourself or somebody. I'm I, in 2020, I, and, and it started a few years ago. I just stopped, I stopped selling bullshit. Idiots. Idiots. It's <laughs> fucking idiots. Uh, just people who. People who just look for an argument, you know, or just people who are, uh, dude, there's a great movie called, uh, what we do in the shadows. And it's about, uh, it's a fake documentary about, uh, vampires in New Zealand. And they have this spinoff show, pretty much the same concept, fake documentary, but they have a, a house full of vampires, but they have this right regular looking dude. I was like, why is he there? And this guy was an emotional vampire where <laughs> He would walk into the, the the thing and go, oh, yeah, well, you know, I have a blister. Or say, I would say whatever, just to drag your fucking mood down. And you see people just curling into the fetal position going, oh, no, you know, he's an emotional vampire. <laughs> what is this the, on? Where can we watch this? It's on FX. It's called What We Do in the Shadows. Okay. But for, watch the movie first. Uh, the movie's fucking brilliant. 
me and Mrs. Meany watched the first time. We're like, we're like, oh, this is all right. But the more you watch it, the more you pick up on. And we literally, there was like a good couple months. We watched that sh- movie every single day. And, uh, it's, it's like spinal tap for vampires. You know, what we do in the shadows, what we do in the shadows, watch the movie, the show's on Hulu, with... but the movie yeah. we need to watch first. Uh, the, the show's on FX. Okay. I, it might be on, no, you know what? It is on Hulu too. They, they put episodes on Hulu, but it's time. like, okay. yeah, dude, it's so well done. It's so brilliant. And that's an emo. That's yes. What I'm, I'm, I start, you know, I'm doing away with 2020. I'm, doing away with, with emotional vampires and just bullshit stop don't sell the bullshit you know i see people like we were talking with the uh segura thing the other day like i wasn't aware of it but then i also saw other people posting like going hey look what he said now think 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 of think of this like there might be somebody out there who uh, might be affected by the words he said negatively. Mm-hmm. They they might not have seen it if you hadn't you know reshared what he said. So if you see something that bothers you, just don't acknowledge it. Yeah. You know, just fucking move on. I'm way you know? on board with that concept, dude. Move on, move on about your day and do what you got to do. You know, like the biggest overused term in wrestling is oh they're burying this guy. Oh these. You know, you, they they think talking shit about somebody's burying them. You know how you bury somebody? Act like they don't exist. Boom. You know, you you act like somebody doesn't exist, and eventually they just go the fuck away. <laughs> you know. Well, it's you know? A, you, well, it's like we we're talking about tr- uh, the Twitter trolls. If you yeah. interact with them and pop off to them and and say, "What do you th- What are you talking about?" They, that's what the the engagement is there, I, and they love it. It's like playing peekaboo with a baby on the airplane. You make the, you do it once. Game over. They're, 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 your flight's ruined. The whole flight. Then they start crying when you stop, and now you're the bad guy. It's a whole thing. Fucking crotch goblins. <laughs> Just. But seriously, if I could give anybody a piece of advice, just move on. If you see something you don't like, move on. Once you acknowledge it, the person either is saying it for attention so you can give them more exposure because that's all you're doing. You're, you're posting something they, they said negatively, but you're giving them exposure to either hurt somebody else's feelings or share it with somebody who's like-minded. And that person will start following somebody they had no attention of following until you posted that fucking link. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yes, 100%. Stop with the bullshit, people. Stop feeding bullshit. Just worry about you. Do what you can. Worry about what you can control, and you'll be good. All right, here's what you can control. We hope you never do. But number eight, what do you want to be the last thing you ate in life? So what's your final meal? If you could pick it out. Hey, it's time for Blue Meanie's last meal. What are you going with? It's the same meal I ask for every year on my birthday. A nice steak dinner with a sweet potato and that's it just are you loading the sweet potato a or is it bit. just a, just butter or whatever uh, a little bit of butter a little brown sugar a little bit yeah. you know yeah mrs meany cooks it up really good and you know that's my birthday meal like when i was a kid i used to have my sister make me her uh, lasagna but now it's mrs meany 
let's make me a nice steak and a sweet potato and I'll eat whatever you want for the rest of the year. So you you know, going, but, wait, she's so good at the steak. You're going with her steak over any other restaurant and stuff on your last meal. There's some about a home cooked meal. Yeah. Yeah. There's some about a home cooked. Yeah. Well, she's a great cook anyway, but I mean, I mean, look at me. <laughs> it's like, I mean, it's like our buddy Conrad says, I didn't get this fat by accident. And yeah, you, you like, know, good food. It's like, don't eat at a house where they have a fat dog, you know, this, <laughs> you know, they're scrap, scrapping that shit under the table. You eat where they have a skinny dog, you know, that means there's no so, scraps for that guy. No, man. I'm fucking fighting that dog. All right. Uh, <laughs> yes. Steak and sweet potato home cooked. Now Perfect. we know what to get you. Number yeah. seven. What'd you want to be when you were seven years old? What'd you want to be when you grow up? Uh, when I was eight years old, that's when I knew I wanted to be a professional wrestler. But when I was seven, before I discovered wrestling, I told my mom and grandma I was going to be a truck driver. Truck driver? Was somebody it, in your family a truck driver? Or you just what you seen on TV? What? How'd you get there? I've and maybe this is why I I fell in love with wrestling. I just w- wanted to travel, just be on the. I just want to travel, and in some ways, I I literally became a truck driver because that's what all wrestlers are. We're just driving town to town. Yes. So uh, there's some about just being in a truck. Being, I love being on a highway with nothing but hundreds of miles, hundreds of miles ahead of me, and a radio and a good companion in the car. That's that, you talk about heaven. I talk, you know, what's heaven for me? I said with that with the nap. But give me a good road trip with good people. That's heaven too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, before you know it, you're 300 miles in, and your ribs are hurting from laughing. You know, it's shit like that. You know, just good shit. All right, six. How do you want to end up six feet under? How do you want to go out? What's a good way to go out? Oh, right, my sleep, man. Well, that spring breeze or the thunderstorm? Yeah, yeah. It's the nap and you just never wake up. Yeah, dude, you don't see it coming. You know, just (laughs) fucking uh, see you later. No, you won't. (laughs) Good night. Very good night. All right, number five, five finger discount. What's the last thing you stole? Oh my God! Probably it had to be something from a hotel. Uh, What's your go-to from a hotel? Because I take a lot from a hotel. Usually a towel, or if I know we're going to be in the building that has a shower, some extra soaps and shampoos. Yeah, I clean them out on all the the toiletries. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you get the cart on the way down the hall too, or? <laughs> I, I purposely, uh, I purposely ask them on the last day that I need a new new stash. Okay. Are you now? Are you a guy that gets the maid to come in every day and re, remake everything, clean it up? I prefer that Mrs. Meany doesn't right. because you know it's just we just leave shit everywhere. So <laughs> it's like it's like you're doing a it's like a parkour fucking <laughs> route. Get to the band when you come. Yeah, in. yeah. You got to yeah. you know run around my underwear, hop over my shoes. And, you know, <laughs> So, the, yeah, the last day I'm on a stay, I go, oh, yeah, I need some more shampoo and stuff. And they'll load you up. If you catch yeah. them in the hallway like that with a cart, they just they know they can write you off the list. They'll hand you a bunch. Yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah, that's, 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 that's my five-finger discount. So you never that, – that's pretty good. Hotels, I mean, I, I feel like they've already wrote that into your price anyway. They know you're going to take something. Probably. Have you ever Probably. sold a pillow? Uh, it's been a while, but yes, in my life, yeah, dude, uh, wrestler who won't be named, 
like uh, we were doing a tour in Germany and the hotels had these really nice feather gimmicks on the bed, like on top of the mattress. Mm -hmm. And there was a guy who knew like if we were doing a tour of Germany, who would bring an extra bag just to roll that up and throw it in his bag to take home and put it on his bed at home. (laughs) Why you you can't tell us the story without telling. No, no, I can't stooge, man. I can't stooge. (laughs) What's it rhyme with? <laughs> you can't do it. Don't uh, your mouth. I don't want to. Nah. You got your morals. You got your principles. That's why I got friends because they know it. <laughs> there's, dude, there's shit I know that people know that if they tell me it won't come out. But <laughs> this is harmless and I'm not naming names, but the guy would bring an extra duffel bag just to roll this fucking mattress up. Ah. <laughs> What what this mattress cover, dude? It was fucking fantastic too. I was like, man, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> I like saw there, the... there's one there's one guy who used to bring one guy used to start bringing Tupperware to TV tapings, but you know, just to have food to eat at night, you know, after the show. I was like, that's fucking brilliant. Why didn't I think about that? You know? <laughs> I saw that. I read an article. The number one thing blew me away that was stole from hotel rooms was the battery from the remotes. Dude, that's brilliant. I've never taken batteries. I've never thought to. <laughs> I know. I read it. I was like, well, it's about to go up because now there's more people going, <laughs> hell yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, that's like I that's like go back goes back to my thing of somebody wouldn't have known that if you hadn't shared it. <laughs> yeah, you know? I just sold the bullshit. Dang it. Yeah, yeah, goddamn. <laughs> All right, number four, your big guy. Can't wait to hear this. It's a very important subject on this show. What is the okay. your Mount Rushmore of Little Debbie's snack cakes? Mount Rushmore of Little Debbie's snack cakes. Now, uh, are got, you an expert, or do you remember them? I can give you a refresher. I think me, Miss, Mrs. Meany's a big fan of the turtle brownie gimmicks. Okay. We got those out in the kitchen. So it might just have to be that. Dude, when I was in like younger blue meanie mode and i didn't give a fuck about fuck <laughs> i would have like a box of little debbies next to my bed and just fucking i didn't all even think i took them out of the wrapper i just fucking opened up the box and just slid them into my mouth and i like a pelican i mean are you fucking, are you a swiss cake roll you got the chocolate cupcakes you know the standard with the black with the white swirl on top I'm a chocoholic, so anything chocolate, man. So you probably chocolate cupcakes, brownies, you said. What about chocolate, Nutty Buddy? Nutty Buddy, yeah. That's yeah. chocolate peanut dude, butter. Dude, when you get to Philly, we got to get you, uh, if you're ever in the Philly area, we got to get you a Tasty Cake. Like, we we have a local company, or Tasty Cake, some of their stuff. Is that out of Philly? Yeah. See, I once we started talking about the Debbies on the show here, People have started sending me tasty cake pictures and saying, "Hey, you're missing the boat on these." Yeah, they they got pies and stuff like that. My favorite's like the tasty Claire. It's like an eclair with the chocolate, and it's like baked. Come on with it's, it, dude. I'll hook you up. Now we're Just, going uh, on a journey. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna have a. I'm about to have a fat gasm on your airwaves. <laughs> a fat. Uh, <laughs> that's some good. That's some good fat fuckery right there, man. <laughs> All right, number three. Yes. Now dear. you are you're a rocker here, so I I can't wait to hear what this is. Three albums on a deserted island. So these are the only three albums you can listen to for the rest of your life. 
uh, Van Halen, Fair Warning, mm-hmm. Alice in Chains, Dirt. Great one. And um, probably, it's definitely Smashing Pumpkins. Uh, really? Smashing, yeah, Smashing Pumpkins, probably Siamese Dream. So interesting, you didn't go any live albums. We've had people wanted live albums so they could think there was other people there. Where I could, all right. We had no cheat. compilations. Yeah, I was going to think. Uh, well, I didn't know what the. I didn't know if that would be cheating. Like no, no. See, stuff. yeah. So I, 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 I like to make clear this. You, this is not you saying these are the three greatest albums of all time. These gotcha. are. I, I just need these on repeat. So I kind of like the. I kind of like a live for me personally. I kind of like a live one in there. Sounds like people are there. Compilation because. You know, there's some albums where there's, you know, there's a track or two where you're like, ah, it just doesn't hit for me. Yeah. But like the, those albums I just named, there's not a bad track there on the whole go. album. So it's like Van Halen, like Van Halen Fair Warning is like my favorite album of all time just because there's no dead weight, you know, and each song kind of blends into each other. And uh, there's like one song in there called, uh, I think it's either Sinner Swing or uh, Dirty Movies. Like the open and bass riff is my text tone. Uh, I made it my text tone. Yeah. So, so it's like, it's pretty cool, man. It's, it's like Van Halen was going through a, a phase where they changed their sound a little bit. They called it the Brown sound. It's like Eddie's guitar, but it is a badass album from start, start to end. I was about to say 81 and that don't have a bunch of quote unquote radio smashes in there. That's just a bunch of jams. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, my second album, Alice of Chains, Dirt, that's their second album. And again, there's no dead weight on that album at all. You could listen to it all the way through. And and third third would have to, you know what? It would have to be the tie between Smash Your Pumpkin, Siamese Dream, or uh, Black Crow's Southern Harmony and Musical Companion. Yeah. I was a, dude, I'm a huge Black Crow's mark. So it's, it's, my, it's my one concert out there right now that they haven't postponed or canceled because of Corona <laughs> is the black Coast reunion tour. That's sitting out there. I'm, I'm waiting for word. I'm hoping we can get clear with this. Cause I, I popped hard when they announced they were getting back on tour. Yeah. There's a few bands that like when they come around, it's automatic. I'm buying tickets. There's some bands I'm like, ah, like I, I was just talking to somebody, you know, there's some bands I've seen that like the concert was so perfect. I never need to see him again. It's like, you see the concert you go, I don't want to ever top this. There's no way to top this. I'm never going to watch him again. <laughs> so instead of being a lifetime guy, you're like, nah, we're going out on top on that. Yeah, man. Like, uh, I, I saw Ozzy one year on Ozfest, and it was the year he was flip flopping between the side stage and, the, the main stage and like the main stage would, you know, have system of a down instead of Ozzy, but Ozzy would still play the side stage. I went and saw him in Virginia and Ozzy's playing the side stage. And it was like middle of the day, Ozzy's in a t-shirt, a t-shirt and jeans. And I was like, I felt like I was watching an old black Sabbath video from the sixties where they're playing in the middle of a, of a field somewhere, just jamming out. I was like, you know what? I never need to see Ozzy Osbourne ever again. This is like perfect. I never need to see it. You know, that's a good way to go out. That's a, that's a great memory. Yeah. It's like middle of the day show was over. Shit. I'm driving back to Jersey, you know, <laughs> fuck it. 
Or uh, back to Philly. I yeah. saw you. Uh, I saw you on your social hanging with the uh, Bad Wolves guy. Were they opening for somebody, or were you? Uh, were you just there watching them? Bad Wolves. I met at. Uh, we got our local rock station here. Philly is ninety three three WMMR, and uh, they Great have rock station. Yes, they have every year. They have the MMRBQ, mm-hmm. and uh, last year's was on my birthday. So it uh, turns out Fozzie was playing and they had the struts and bad wolves. So uh, I went there and hung out with, you know, Jericho and the Fozzie guys. Well, it turns out like the guys from bad wolves, the guys from the struts are like, you know, wrestling fans. Really? So yeah, the singer from the struts, he told me his first match ever was uh Mick Foley undertaker buried alive. Wow. Uh, yeah, I was like, because like, uh, I got this rule. Like, if I'm in in the backstage area and it's not my gig, but it's somebody else's gig, I won't bother anybody. But if somebody walks by me three times, the third time I'm gonna say something. <laughs> A third so, pass by means the door's open. Yeah, it's okay. like, you know, like in wrestling, things happen to three. So like, I'm just chilling backstage just taking everything you know guys are walking like the guys from bad bad wolves walked by me a couple times and the singer from the struts uh luke uh luke from the uh, struts walks by walks by once i'm like hey 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 don and then he walks by a second time and this third time he's walking to i, I was standing there with mrs me i was like dude if he walks by me one more time i'm saying something so he walks towards me i was like hey buddy how you doing man Hello, how you doing? And um, <laughs> just chit chat. He's like talking to me, but he's kind of, he may look like he kind of, he's familiar. He's like, I know this face, but whatever. So I was like, oh yeah, I'm just here with Jericho. Uh, we were, used to wrestle together, all that stuff. He goes, ah. And then like we start talking wrestling. <laughs> you know, that's, he's like, yeah, he had a Y2J poster on his wall as a kid. And he, uh, or a y, Y2J t shirt. And, He's like, yeah, my first match ever was uh, the the match that made him fall in love with wrestling was Mick Foley, Undertaker, Buried Alive. And we talked about wrestling, and then, like, he had to get pulled away for, like, an interview with MMR or whatever. But, man, it's uh, it like – and then, like, the Bad Wolves guys, uh, the bass player uh, comes up. Kyle from uh, Bad Wolves comes over talk, starts talking to me, and it turns out we have, like, mutual friends. It's like, oh, holy wow. shit. And we, we just started bullshitting and like he, he came over to, I was in the, uh, Fozzie locker room or dressing room, whatever. And he came over and he's like, yeah, you, me and you, we both know so-so, which I'm drawing a blank on, but the rest of the night we're like drinking beers and hanging out and, (laughs) you know, sending each other, you know, giving each other socials and stuff like that. And then they they came to Philly and he's like, (laughs) I kind of feel like a dick. Uh, oh, he's gosh. like, he's like, oh yeah, we're coming back through Philly. Uh, we're open for uh, Papa Roach. And I went, oh cool. <laughs> why, why are you? Why are you not a Papa Roach fan? I don't know. It's not a fan. I don't know. I don't hate him. I don't. I I do not hate Papa Roach. Oh, cool. For the record. <laughs> I went, he was like, oh, yeah, we're coming back through with uh, Papa Roach. I went, oh, oh, cool. <laughs> Just like. So. Did you go? No. Well, that's funny. I was at home. I'm flipping <laughs> through my social media. 
and the local one of the local rock stations was live streaming the Bad Wolf show. They were open up for Papa Roach. I went, <laughs> I went, oh shit, that's tonight. <laughs> so I sent him a text. I was like, dude, I forgot you. Were, I didn't know you were going to be in Philly. Well, I knew, right? But I, is uh, I, as I, as I. I was like, "Hey man, uh, you want to go?" To, I said, "You want to go to the bar?" Because my favorite bar in Philly is McCusker's. And he's like, "Done." Yeah, I sent him the address. He's like, "We'll be there." So I, I go to McCusker's, and me and Mrs. Mean are sitting there, and like the whole band, the fucking Bad Wolves, walk <laughs> into McCusker's. I'm like, oh. "This is awesome." That's, <laughs> yeah, that's better hug- than going to the show. Yeah, yeah. We sat there, we drank beer, we fucking hung out, and then. Uh, they had to go back because they had to meet the bus, you know, but, you know, in between, you know, waiting for the bus and all that stuff, they came over, had a couple of cocktails and then went back and went on to the next city. Great dudes. They are, they're absolutely smashing it right now. So yeah, Kyle's well, like the whole band's great. I yeah. love the band, but like I have that, you know, connection with Kyle and he's a good dude, man. He's a good dude. All right, so we got uh, we got your albums now. You we kind of touched on it a little bit, so it might be the same answer, but at least one of them. Uh, number two, we'll go two concerts, and the concerts we need is the worst concert you've ever been to, and the best concert you've ever been to. And that's big. You've been to a lot of concerts. I've been to a lot of shows. Uh, I'll fuck it. Uh, Foo Fighters was the best. Uh, in Philly? Hans- uh, right across the river in Camden. I mean, like, literally, you go see Philly, from, you know, you go wave to Philly across the river but right. in Camden at the, uh, I don't even know what the fuck they call themselves anymore, that building. It was the Susquehanna Center, and now it's the BB and T or whatever gimmick. Mm-hmm. But this was the tour Dave broke his fucking leg. Oh, yeah. And- he had so, already uh, broke it. His leg was broken. He's he's playing. He's, he's in the big throne. throne. It was the game. Of, it was like a take off a Game of Thrones <laughs> yeah. with all the guitar necks coming out. So they they sold out Philly. We got tickets for that, and then I guess they went and rescheduled it. Philly. I mean, well, Camden. I keep saying Philly, but they came back a week later to play the same venue. I guess they needed a a, a spot to fill, maybe somewhere so we went and saw them on that show and they were did their normal set because i kind of saw the spoilers online the, the set list but when they came back to philly the second time they uh improvised the set a little bit they threw in like newer new different songs and stuff like they did like a tom petty song they did uh uh breakdown you know what's that song breakdown yeah petty they, go they ahead did, and give it to me they did that. They did like a slow jam of that. And I was like, oh my God, this is fucking amazing. And the, the first show we were hammered. The second show we were like, we, I want to, I want to see this. And, uh, I think the open, the band was Royal blood, which was really good. Oh, They're really the good. Band. Dude, it's just two dudes. Two dudes killing it. Fucking making that sound. <laughs> They're killer, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I'm and jealous. Then, I haven't got to see them yet. I want to see them, man. It might have been Royal Blood and the Struts, and then Luke from the Struts came out, and they did Under Pressure, oh, where yeah. where the drummer from the Foo Fighters and Luke uh, Luke was did the Freddie Mercury parts, and Taylor Hawkins sang Bowie, and then Dave Grohl got on drums and played drums. 
Wow. So that that was probably one of my favorite favorite uh concerts, Foo Fighters. Uh worst concert I had this I don't even think it was like a major act. I think it was just like a, a opening band at a club somewhere. And I can't even remember the name of the band, but like it was so bad. Like <laughs> I went I went to the I was what's that? No, I was gonna say, did you? Are you walking out? Did you walk out, or was it one of those? We're now it's a, a matter of principle. We're gonna sit through I, this and survive. I, uh, I've never, I've, ne- I've walked out of a movie. I've never walked out of a concert. But uh, fucking, I went to go. I, I was going to see the Atomic Punks, which was like a Van Halen tribute band, and they had there was like a local opener. I don't even know what the name or what the fucking name was, but the lead singer was like barefoot. And he's wearing like this vest with an open back uh, and it's just dancing around stage. And my friend Sanders is lit. So anytime the singer with the bare feet came around, he, my friends tried to punch his feet. <laughs> he's trying to like play whack-a-mole with the guy's feet. And he doesn't care. If the, he doesn't care if this guy jumps off the fucking stage and fucking swings. He's like, fuck it. I'm fucking I'm smashing his toes. He's trying to punch the lead singer's feet while he's fucking singing. <laughs> it's the fucking funniest thing ever. And then, like, we weren't the only people, like, enamored with this band. There's, like, people heckling. I think somebody spit at him. I don't know. I'd they love were... to see him now. And the lead singer's wearing steel-toed boots on stage. <laughs> like, those fuckers in Philly kept smashing my well, well, this one was in Hollywood, so Philly can't take heat for that, but... I was holy shit. My, fr- my friend's like ha- trying to hammer a fucking. It's like trying to hammer a nail through a two by four with his fist, just like boom, 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 just trying to stomp the guy's fucking feet. Whack them all with the lead singer's toes. No whammies, no whammies. Stop. Stop. Uh, that's pretty strong. That is pretty strong. All yes, right. Sir. <laughs> Number one. This should be very interesting because I'm, I'm sure you got are loaded with this. Who was the most person, most famous person you got saved in your phone? That's a toss up. That's uh, I mean, it's all you know. It's all some people's going to be more famous to other people, but who do you think it is? Who pops you that you go? I can't believe that guy's in my phone. Uh, well, if that's the, if that's the uh, criteria, then I'd have to say Carrie uh, King from Slayer. Really. Just, uh, yeah. Now is yeah. it one of those where you got his number one time and now you don't want to abuse it, or do you, are y'all talking every now and then? Uh, I I I know when you know, like I I have my boundaries. Like I I know you know I, t- I I'm strategic with my texts. <laughs> yeah. When, when come, like you know people and like you know when to say something, you know when not to say anything, <laughs> and uh, like I don't want to like be that guy where they look at the front and go oh jesus christ it's meanie again so like you know i'm strategic with my text where i don't want to be like i say what i gotta say and then i get the fuck out and i want to be overbearing and you know keep talking when the joke's over you know <laughs> you know but uh yeah i mean of course i got like you know I, everybody's expecting me to say like a wrestler which you know i got wrestlers on my phone but i would have to say probably uh yeah carrie king from slayer or uh, Mike Inez from Alice in Chains, but I talked to Carrie more. Strong. Yeah, he. Uh, there's a. There's a. Is that who a, you were going to say the toss-up was between them two? 
is yeah between Mike Inez and uh, Kerry King. I got Stone Cold, but like everybody would expect that you know I would have a wrestler, you know. But uh, are you same Steve, with him? Are you strategic with him? Like, uh, if I see something that reminds me of reminds me of Steve, like I know you know stuff like he likes and stuff like, hey man, I know you like this. You might want to check out this. Like we talk music, like really. Yeah, yeah, he's a big rocker guy. So I'm like, hey man, uh, let's listen to this album. You might want to check it out. And he'll just reply ten four or you know, okay, <laughs> or you know, just, talking you know, stuff music like... with Stone Cold. Yeah, and I'm not saying we you know break bread every Sunday. I don't want to make it look like we're no. like a couple like a couple broads on the hotline. But <laughs> no, but nah, that's he... a good place to be with somebody when you go. Hey, the, I I think of music. I need to talk to this guy. That's a good place to be. Me and uh, Kerry King, we talk football. We talk NFL. He's a he's a big Raiders fan, and uh, like when I see him, you know, we go to like a Slayer show, and uh, we stand around. We just talk football. We talk. He's a big into snakes, so like you know, uh, I brought Mrs. Meany's brother around, and him and Kerry hit it off talking about snakes and stuff like that and <laughs> shit like that. You're gonna say he was a snake. <laughs> Yeah, no, 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 no. But uh, yeah, it's it's like, are you a snake guy? No, no, fuck no. <laughs> no, exotic, uh, no exotic animals whatsoever. Dude, I can't. Nah, I can't even fucking take care of a goldfish. <laughs> people are like, yeah, people are like, yeah, that's why I'll never have kids either. That's I was like, fuck, man, that's a big responsibility. You My know? wife has a uh, a lizard, a snake. And a tarantula. God bless. And I need, I need, I always clarify, she has them. She brought them into the relationship. Yeah. And uh, I can't wait for them to pass away peacefully. I, I, <laughs> In their sleep I, with a thunderstorm and a nap. Yes. That's the best way to go, man. Put your hand down your pants. Because, you know, the balls are the warmest part of your body. So you get a little bit of heat and just fall asleep. He's just like, yeah, man. Oh, dude. But, uh, yeah. That's awesome. Great stuff, man. I appreciate you hanging out with me today. No, I try. I try. You know, I'm sitting here enjoying my cup of coffee, a uh, good conversation, you know. What better way to spend a Saturday in the apocalypse? So. <laughs> there you go, man. Well, thanks, brother. Stay safe. Uh, wash your ass. I mean, you smell good for a fat guy anyway, so we know that's not a problem. Yeah, sometimes I can't go to sleep unless I wash my ass. It's just like <laughs> I got fucking brownie batter back there. It's like, well, it you look. Like so if anybody knows and met you and has listened to the podcast, you like to fart. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you I've, tickled yourself in episode <laughs> six of your podcast because you farted with a with what a, I've. I mean, that was a strong I, power move. Putting your foot up on the tub. Dude, it's just like you got a fart and you feel like there's like a log jam in there. There's like it's literally somebody's double parked in my colon and the fart won't come out. <laughs> and uh that came out wrong. And we know how much uh, you hate double parking. You've told us. Right. So you just put up the foot up on the tub <laughs> and you you kind of do the one cheek sneak and just it's like letting the air out of a balloon. It's just like <laughs> But this one, that, that, the, the tub fart. <laughs> the tub fart. 
Mrs. Meany was like, I, I, dude, that's like when you, you probably should record it. It's just like <laughs> at the end of the at the end of the fart, I was waiting for somebody from Guinness to come in and give me a plaque. <laughs> you know, I'm so jealous, man. I got those are relationship goals for me. <laughs> My podcast, we have the running. Uh, anybody who's a diehard listener knows that uh, I haven't. We haven't broke the seal. We've been together three years. We've married three years. Wow. Yeah, never broken the seal ever. Dude, so somebody farts and like, like <laughs> I, I, I got my boundaries. Like I'll be polite, but like if somebody farts in front of me, I'm like, okay, the fucking gloves are off. <laughs> but that's like but you and Miss. Well, I mean, if I, I'm telling you, if I farted right now, especially one like you're describing, that's really loud with a with a leg up on the tub, so you can get a little extra action in there. Yeah. There's no way Big Booty Judy is going. Hey, you should have recorded that. <laughs> That's a good place to be, brother. <laughs> yeah, well, 15 years, man. 15 years. That's a good. Well, how long was it before you broke the seal? Oh, I don't even. I don't know. Like right out of the gate? Uh, yeah, yeah, like a bunch of greyhounds. <laughs> Just, a like bunch a, of greyhounds. <laughs> a rabbit came out and a bunch of greyhounds started chasing my, my fart. Just, <laughs> See who can do it faster. Yeah, man. Oh, she she can hold she can hold her own too, man. She's got her own. She's got her own brand. She's got her own brand. It's like, man, that smells like a fucking wet hefty bag. I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. Oh. She like, and she goes, yeah, motherfucker. Now how you know, now you know how I feel. <laughs> you know how I feel. Oh, dude. Oh, that's great stuff. Well, dude, thanks again, man. And uh, <laughs> thanks. Thanks for having me. Before man. you get yeah. out of here, uh, make sure you give another plug. Social media, unless they're selling bullshit, then they need to stay away. But social media yeah. and where they can get the podcast, man. Uh, you can follow me on social media, on uh, Twitter, Instagram, <laughs> and now on Cameo at Blue Meanie BWO. Uh, you can either tweet me, Instagram me, or if you want me to give you a shout out on Cameo. Cameo. Yeah, man. Nice. Yeah. I did, can, I, did two, I did two today. Can they get you to do a tub fart? Uh, well, hmm. it, try to get me around St. Patrick's Day when they load me up on cabbage. and uh, okay. do, Or get me at like 10 in the morning after my second cup of coffee, and then we'll talk, man. <laughs> uh, seriously. After, right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, hit him up on Cameo. See if you can see if you can talk him into it. Get a tub fart, <laughs> and then uh, yeah, if you want to support the meanie, go to prowrestlingtees.com slash blue meanie. If you want to support my podcast, Mind of the Meanie, go to prowrestlingtees.com slash Mind of the Meanie. Or if you want to uh, get some good brother shirts, go over to collarandelbowbrand.com. Al Snow and Rod Hicks over there, a couple good brothers, some good shirts. If you want to use the promo code Meanie, you save 10% off your order. So uh, there's plenty of ways to um, support me. If you want to listen to uh, Mind of the Meanie, go to wherever you listen to podcasts go and just type in Mind of the Meanie or go to YouTube and type in youtube.com slash Mind of the Meanie and uh, you can listen to listen to us. Every, anywhere and everywhere. So wherever you're listening stuff. to this right now is where you can find the meanie as well. So go check it out after you listen to this. Be sure you subscribe wherever it's at. 
If you hit him up on social media, be sure to let him know that you uh, enjoyed him on the show this week, man. Uh, it's been a blast. We've been trying to hook up for a little bit. I'm fi- I'm glad we finally got to do it, and uh, can't wait till we get to hang out in person again and uh, tell Chernoff we said what's up, brother. Likewise, man. I love you, guy. Uh, have a great day, man, and uh, stay healthy. That's harder. It's easier said than done nowadays. Fuck yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Enjoying Cassio's Cut? Then don't forget to subscribe to Save by the Pod. This week, we travel back to September of 95 to WCW Fall Brawl. It's Flair versus Anderson and a War Games match. Find us at SaveByThePod.com and on all podcast platforms. I've been telling you for a long time that SaveWithConrad.com can save you money. But don't take my word for it. Hey, good afternoon, Glenn. This is Dave Silva. Hey, what's going on, Dave? <laughs> How you doing, my friend? I'm doing well. We're um, putting these testimonials on the podcast, and if it's okay, yes, um, I would like to use your story. Absolutely. Um, my mom had been trying to get a refinance done for years because uh, years ago, her and my dad ended up uh, into a uh, home equity loan, and it had a really high interest rate on it. I mean, we're talking like six percent almost we originally went we tried to go with a different company we were in with them they were getting us taken care of had to have an appraisal done and there was some issues with the appraisal that we had to get taken care of before they would approve it got all those done and then when we went back to them to have them finalize everything they backed out on us oh wow um and they said, we're not approving anything over $125,000 now. So originally, when we started this process, my gut told me, call Conrad. And I didn't listen to my gut then. So the second time around, you know, I said, I think I'm going to call Conrad this time. We ended up working with Derek Jones. And he is absolutely a treasure. Uh, I can't say enough good things about Derek. The, the work he did for us, he was always available anytime I had a question, I could call or text or email, and he was always there for us. He met every need that we could possibly have. Um, I can't, I mean, I just can't tell you how overjoyed we, we were with the experience. And, you know, I've highly recommended him to people I know. Tried to get my daughter to go get a hold of you guys about she's looking to buy the new home here soon and so what are you waiting for find out how much money you can save right now for free you don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket even credit scores in the 500s can be approved and if we can't save you money we won't waste your time but because we're licensed in more than 40 states we can help more families than ever before find out how much money you can save right now for free at savewithconrad.com oh and did i mention you could skip your next two house payments 
Hurry to SaveWithConrad.com. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lenders. Woo! 